Hello everybody, this is Daniel and you're listening to Slow Readers. I am recording this in a closet. So if it sounds like I'm recording in a closet with a noisy phosphorescent light in front, uh, above me, yeah, that's because it literally is. Um, this is going to be a bit of a rerun um, from two years ago. And the reason for this is that, well, me and Gabriel have a lot of things going on. And with all the things that we have on, instead of recording an episode, uh, a fresh one for you, uh, we think we're just going to postpone that because it's going to make, especially with Gabriel traveling, leaving uh, Ohio and going into Indiana and doing, I don't know where he is right now, but, you know, he can get a head start. And so it gave me a chance to actually go back and listen to these very old episodes. Um, I wasn't too sure exactly what I was going to do, but then I found out that one of the early ones, I think this was like number 18, like 17 or something like that. It was a very early episode. And you can definitely tell that it's an early episode. The sound quality isn't great. The humor is like very, it's it's pretty, it's, it's a little more grody, a little more, <laughs> a little more blue, let's call it. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, two years, huh? We actually, uh, can you believe it matured in that much time where me in 2019, as it is right now, uh, going back, listening to me in 2017, you're just going, oof, man, grow up. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And it, we're, it, it's a special episode for a couple of reasons. First off, uh, we're covering, uh, LA Confidential by James Elroy. And I believe this is a part one of part two because, uh, I, yeah, you'll see exactly what happened. Another thing that's special is that this was the first time that our old buddy Ryan Snyder, uh, visited, uh, Slow Readers and did an episode with us. Uh, Ryan Snyder, who, uh, passed away uh, a few weeks ago, unfortunately, um, which I said in the, uh, that little announcement episode. Um, so it was a kind of a nice thing to, since, you know, we have so much of his voice in all these recordings that we did with him. And, of course, the 80-something episodes that uh, Gabriel did with, uh, with Ryan and Sex and Violence. That uh, we're able to go back and listen to all three of us hanging out and uh, talking about books for once. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it's, it's, so it's definitely a trip down memory lane. I did some light editing for uh, reasons I'll probably get into in the next a uh, full episode of Slow Readers, which we're going to be talking about uh, Tree Gross in Brooklyn by Betty Smith, right? Betty Smith? No, not Betty White. It can't be Betty White. That's an actor. Um, so you look forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, yeah, let's take a trip down memory lane to uh, spring 2017. Uh, the three of the old, the old ding-dongs themselves, Gabriel, Daniel, and Ryan uh, together again talking about a grody, very vicious, pulp hyper-noir tale. So, uh, enjoy, everybody. Have ye a valediction, boyos. This is Slow Readers, Ryan's fast-paced internet literature book club podcast, as well as a Top Gaunt radio show. Ryan Cador? Ryan Cador himself. Uh, I am Daniel... The one host. Who are you? I'm Gabriel. I feel like you started, and then we got like blank stares from us, and you immediately started petering out. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I got I got nothing from you guys. Yeah, no. I started strong, and yeah. I looked around, and you're just giving me you like just look. Trace like... that energy in the waveform. Go down, down, down. Uh huh. Hello, so, Danny. How are you? Whoa, not as good now. I oh. mean, you know, I was kind of hoping you get strong, but Gabriel, 
Like, I'm trying to figure out what you were saying, and also, like, why Boyo? Because that's the, the fucking the line from Dudley Smith, <laughs> you jerk. Well, yeah. It's also in the movie. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it's been a while. It's one of my... It's, it's the... It begins the goddamn book with the thing. Okay. I'm on your side, man. Okay. <laughs> on my I side... I thought it was charming. Yes, thank you. On my side, here in the room, who isn't Gabriel, because Gabe isn't on my side. Nope. Ever. Nope. Uh, we I have, live to fight you. We have special guests, first time on this show. Yeah! Yes. Whose show I've been on a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, that show being Sex and Violence, a show about sex, violence, movies. Boobs, butts, balls. But yeah, the, all that explicit, naughty stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a man who goes by many names, the main name being Ryan. Yes, yes. that's me. The last name, is it Cawdor? No. Okay. No, it's uh, Snyder, actually. Do you know that's... who Ryan Cawdor is? Is it? No. He's the, he's the <laughs> main male lead of a little book series called Deathlands. Yes. Ah. Uh, Those yeah. ridiculous the Mad Max ta- books. Oh, uh, the ones you were saying were pretty fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Hey, now. We're, we're on a part two so far. Hopefully there's going to be a part three soon. Yeah, no, 20. We have to finish it by 20. Hey, now. Unless you're going <laughs> to say you guessed it on Ryan's other show. What's What was it going to call it? Um, riding, Ridering with Rye Snyder? Rough Riding with Rye Rough Ridering with Rye Snydering? Rye okay. Snydering? What's, what's, the, it's, it's what's gonna, the purpose of this show? It, it's I'll getting, host it. You're talking wait, about Ryder Strong <laughs> from Boy Meets World. Oh, I thought it would be like I'm constantly talking about cruising. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Rough Ridering if Ryan Snydering. There you go. I'll, yeah, maybe I'll host it. So, mm-hmm. so welcome, Ryan, to the show. We're doing this in your place. Yes. We're not using your recording equipment. Nope. nope. What? <laughs> You've never before wanted to use a microphone for your show. And I, I can scroll up to, hey Daniel, happy birthday. Do you want a microphone Go for on your show? Scroll I'll up. I'll find it. And by the way, and you're like, no, I don't need that. By I'm the, too good for that. By the way, I just want to point out that you're that you should be deleting messages because it saves a lot of information on your phone, especially. With I also the scrolled up to a conversation you were having. You and I were having, and the first thing it says is, "True, Ryan is an international sex symbol." Oh, yeah, he said that. Well, yes. Excellent, thank you. Gabe's laughing at his own joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that said, <laughs> this is... Ryan, do you know anything about this show? Yeah, you guys go uh, Well, you guys go on tangents. We go out. Wild we, tangents. Yes. Um, uh, when you are on, we have to kind of like reel you back in on sex and violence, and I'm excited to not have to drive that vehicle mm-hmm. today. I can actually go on tangents. You, you, can, go, yeah. you can go on the ride. And also, mm-hmm. I, I take offense to that. We never go on tangents. This is a fast-paced <laughs> literature podcast. We only talk about books. We talk about reading. We talk about literature. Politics. We talk about politics. Because we're a hard right-swinging show. We milk, milk, milk chugging. We milk chugging. Milk. We, uh, Anti-cucks. Anti-cucks. We bully Shia LaBeouf. What's the opposite of a snowflake? A, uh, a broflake. A broflake? A broflake. Bull. Like, is that a right-wing term? Bull? Uh, yeah, bull. I think that's a Wall Street term. Yeah, bullshit. Okay, okay. I was thinking like a cinder or an ember. Because we're all this ash. Mm. Yeah. I, I could see that. A yeah. cinder. Which cinders? So, you know, you have one about a right wing anti cuck sexy girl. Well, that's Cinderella. It would have to be. Um, it would have to be <laughs> a. Uh, it would have to be a, a cinder, not ash. Because an ash is a great quote. Great quote. A great line in Things Fall Apart, where basically he uh, points out when talking about like his son, who's not as much of a man as he'd like to be. He said he refers that uh, he's a uh, uh, like hot burning cinder uh, uh, begets uh, cold limp ash. Fair point. Have you ever read Things Fall Apart by Chinua Achebe? No. It's a good one. Akibe. 
Akibe? Akibe, that sounds more African. Sure. Listeners, write into us and Tweet tell us, at us how to pronounce Akibe. Ryan, this is a show about books. 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 Reading. Literature. The other stuff. A spoken word. How much of a reader... LeVar Burton. Are, is LeVar Burton. What? <laughs> is, um, how much of a reader... Are you a reader? Yeah. Okay. I actually just started getting back into it, because um, I, like, work such retardedly crazy hours that mm-hmm. I get home at 2 a.m. and I just want to, like, have a beer. I don't want to read. Naturally. And lately I've just been like, yeah, I'm going to come home and bang out a couple chapters. I started reading the Dark Tower series, so... That's a good I'm, book I'm going, series. I'm Daniel and I have never read those. We never. We're not. We have no idea what that is. We did an episode on a couple on one Stephen King book before, but I don't think it has anything to do with the Dark Tower. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how are you liking it so far? Gunslinger's great. I'm getting the second book today. And okay. I've heard Drawing of the Three is amazing. From it's my favorite, personally. Even though he's never heard of the Dark Tower series. Yes. No, I've never yes. heard of it. I heard... This is the one about the boxcar children, right? And they do, like, they solve crimes. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Yes, and babysitters. The boxcar one. Yes. Yes, I yes, knew it. Yes, fucking yes. knew You're it. You're right. Got to try to pull the wool over my eyes. The wool over the eyes, fuckers. You know what I saw? The, the my... boxcar babysitter kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I saw at my bookstore? Because I work at a bookstore. We work at a bookstore. Gabe works at the, the bookstore. bookstore, along with Ryan. Which is not a bookstore. Which is not a bookstore. We both work at the bookstore. We technically could sell the books, we just don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how many of those books are like good. I would say a strong 15%. Yeah. They're pretty much just decorative. They're like old, beat-up-looking hardcover There's books. There's a lot of John Le Carre books there. Yeah. For, for a while, reason. we did have a whole bunch of, like, postmenopausal masturbatory aid books. What? Yeah. They were like... Explain. We had the... Were you here for the, the, the restaurant at the time for this? We had a whole bunch of, like, African-American, like, erotica novels. Like, you know, the thing that your grandmother, like, you know, plays DJ to herself with, but it was all, like, black... So like there was sure. like there was a so like, heavily, after she went black. So there's yes. heavily muscled like black dude just like looking like sexy as fuck. Uh-huh. And it's like so you call yourself a man and then another one of them <laughs> in a different pose, an all night man. And there was like a series of like ten of these. Wait, wait, so what is what genre is so you call yourself a man? Is that a, is that like an erotica or is that a romance or what is that? I think it's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Okay. <laughs> that actually makes more sense because like what kind of romance book? What kind of like dreamy? So you call dreamy... yourself a man. Well, it sounds kind of like a transgender oh, so, romance yeah. as well. Could be that. Yeah, it could be like you know like one of those ones where a strong black woman watch she wants to be a man and pretends to be one pretends to have a big dick and then yeah. doesn't. So you call yourself a man. So you call yourself a man? You can't even fuck me right. And then they have a really intense, like, that, 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 sex scene. That totally makes sense, yeah. We I should think... write another one of these. Yeah. Crossover series. So you call yourself a man? Daniel! Uh, what? Exactly. <laughs> he was busy chugging milk. <laughs> I, was busy, I was too busy chugging milk and, uh, and uh, going on 4chan. Why? Because that's where all the bulls are. That's where all the erotic gifts are? That's, that's where all the bitches gifs. are. That's where the that's where all the bitches who are actually men are. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all the if I recall correctly, they call them traps. Traps. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gabe, you would know that. Troll culture. <laughs> so Ryan, we're talking about books. Gabe, what is your favorite Gabe. book? It's kind of a big question. I'm rereading. Or who are your favorite authors in uh, Stephen King. Stephen King never heard of him. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, I've, I've, I've just lately Stephen King um, what the hell is the guy's name I always forget the gentleman's name but he has this wonderful series of books uh, he's from uh, East Texas there's the Happ and Leonard series which was just turned oh, into jo- a oh Joe R. Lansdale yeah Joe R. Lansdale I read a lot of him when I was a kid um, who is not Walter Mosley no I learned that no the hard way I learned that the hard way Daniel's like oh you mean the guy who did uh, Devil in the Blue Dress and I'm like no mm. 
No. Great story, Gabe. Um, and then I good took, story, I, guys. I took like a brief hiatus. Well, not brief hiatus. I was a big reader in high school, and then I started reading like comics again. So then I have all my comic book writers that I follow: mm-hmm. sure. Morrison, Ennis. Now I uh, picture you as like like the bad boy in detention with your fingerless gloves, paging through a well-worn copy of it. Yeah, pretty much. I was like John Bender in yes. like 2007. Hell yeah. Have you read it before? I see you're reading it now. Yeah, I've read it before. Okay. It's just been a while. It's, it's, and I wanted to reread it before the movie comes out. So I could be that douchebag. It's really long. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm, so thick. Yeah. Um, uh, me and Gabe, I think we talked about this before. Because we both are somewhat familiar with the Stephen King guy. Yeah. Uh, I like to call Is he from S- Poland? Steve. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Japanese the name author? like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Because Gabe tried to read it recently. Like in yeah. the past few years. Past couple years. And I tried to read The Stand recently. And it, but we both kind of come across with like the similar thing where it's it's really good. Every moment, every chapter of it is like a full blown story, and it's fantastic. And then like it's just, but it keeps going. Keeps like going. it, especially I know it. It's just like every chapter is like an individual contained like short story about yeah. like mm-hmm. entirely new characters yeah. coming up against like this incredible unspeakable evil that's just there to like scare you pretty much. I love that like this was it like the second or third chapter. It's all about like the hate crime that occurs. Oh yeah, and, yeah that's great. That could have been an entire book by itself. I remember I was reading this in remember that story I told you about that guy at the terrible Boondock Saints poster in the house yeah. in Florida. <laughs> yeah. I spent most of my nights there because my friend who I was visiting was sick, so she'd take a pile of, of, of cold medicine to sleep, and I'd be alone at 10 p.m. in this house full of bros with their beer cans everywhere. And so I'd be reading it, and, like, it was just such a huge emotional undertaking, just that one chapter, and then it'd be on to the next thing. I'd be like, oh, my God, who are these new people? They're going to die, too. I'm really sad. We're really invested oh, yeah. all over again. This is exhausting. It's like binge-watching Grey's Anatomy. It's tough. Like, there's so much that they pack. And, like, you're exactly right. It's, like, a, it's short story. Like, you can pretty much, like, divvy it up into, like, little vignettes here. Yeah. But, like, and, oh, my God. Like, the stand, I couldn't yeah. get through. It was such a slog. Like, I, it, like I was, like, I don't know, maybe 200 pages in, and I was, like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm going to stop this. I'll come back to it in a few years. Yeah, that's what we always think. Like, yeah. Like, I... Yeah, at some point I'm I want not to going anywhere. I want to I get the stand is his best one. It, no, everyone, I'm sure it is too. If like you finish it, because look, King, he's a he's a great writer, especially like now, like kind of like reading like similar like page turny best story kind of dudes and women who are in the sa- dudettes I like to call them in the same dudettes. vein. But uh, and like he's fantastic, he really is. But like he really does have a problem editing self because everything he writes is generally pretty interesting and great Mm -hmm. but like for example he does have a problem like writing the story that doesn't necessarily need to be included with the whole Uh, for example my favorite Dark Tower book uh, which is a series I'm not familiar with um, is is the fourth one and for the first half of it I was actually really sick of it because I'm just like get on with it like this is like a four this is 300 pages of just like an entire story you know where it's going can we just get on with it and then Wait, the second is that before it even gets to the stuff in like the back of the flashback? Because I do not. No, no, that, no. The flashback is most of the, is like ninety five percent of the story. Is for Susanna or wolves? Uh, four is uh, Wizard Glass. Glass. Wizard Glass. Okay. I'm familiar with the series, but didn't you say you really like that one too, Wizard? Oh, I said what? Um, Dan- I I mentioned even actually to you the other day that Wizard and Glass is Danny's favorite one. Okay. Because yeah. uh, but my personal favorite is Drawing of the Three, and maybe close second Wolves of Akala. Okay, I'm getting everyone confused because I have like two people I've been like in depth talking to. Like, hey, what's your favorite? I, here's what I'm reading about it. Like, yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, shortcut. He's gay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the one getting an allergy pill. Here, okay. okay. Yeah, you know what they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my my friend Aaron's like a big fan of uh, 
Dark Tower as well. And uh-huh. I, I borrowed, Even though we're not familiar with that series. I borrowed Gunslinger <laughs> from him, and I was like, I love it, I want to go to the next one, just, you know, what? how are they going through? Because, like, when you have a series of seven books, like, someone's yeah. going to have a favorite. So, like, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? And you're... Uh, four, yeah. Okay. And uh, I'll tell you right now, like I said, not familiar with the series at all, but, like, the first four feel, like, very rough, like, pretty much, like, for the most part, like, very individualistic stories, mm-hmm. like, contain novels, and then, like, five is kind of, like, a similar trend, but by the end of it, it just, like, it breezes through, where, like, essentially six is just, like, the prologue of seven. Yeah, yeah. it's basically one day Six book, is just, yeah. like, setting up the pieces for seven. It, it's kind of like, felt it, about like, one, scalable. like, it's just a prologue for the whole series. Yes. Yeah. And I, I love The Gunslinger. I read that way back in the day when I was a kid, and, like, it's it's really stuck with me. It's the only fantasy series that I'll... I'll ever like let alone love even though i'm unfamiliar with the series yeah ryan listeners if you want to hear more about this listen to our episode the wind through the keyhole listeners if you want to hear more about it put your head in the toilet and try and flush it (laughs) ryan besides Stephen king what else are you getting into um well right now like i said with uh the i brought this up on our podcast about how excited i am for the movie it Uh that's why i'm reading it because I, I just want to, like, get familiar with all these characters again. Mm-hmm. So I remember being, like, totally in love with this book when I was a teenager and going down the Dark Tower path. And right now I read the book that we are supposed to be talking about at what some book? point. <laughs> um, and There's no really, book here. Really dug we got that. an objective? Um, and I re- recently refound all my Star Wars novels in my parents' basement, the 25-long, <laughs> like, arc series. And I was sure. kind of like, should I reread the Yuuzhan Vong War again? Uh-huh. <laughs> The now moot expanded universe. See, everything I read is very nerdy um, or like <laughs> detective fiction. Sure. Yeah, well, a Gabe likes detective A lot of like Raymond Chandler. Mm-hmm. So I had no trouble with somebody. I was trying to talk like, I just love this Chandler quote, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, broken hearts are heavier than dead bodies. And my buddy at work was like, I don't remember him saying that on Friends. And I was like, wrong. He said it to Monica. Chandler. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> like, he said it to Joey in the episode where they have sex if that same call like Hooker and they kill her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they killed Hooker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this creepy this guy drinking rye whiskey keeps following them around. <laughs> that re- yeah, that really threw me for a loop there. I was yeah. like, like the Chandler thing, I'm just like, wow, that's a, just wow, wrong direction he went in. Yeah. I think we're in the minority, though. I think everyone else hears Chandler and they think of Chandler Bing. <laughs> well, that's because... Me and Gabe are 70, so we think of <laughs> Raymond Chandler. Yeah, I'm assuming. Does she all have it? Everyone doesn't think of Raymond Chandler as, like, a major pulp culture icon nowadays? No. Do they? Um, they should. Maybe they should. Okay. How's Does Shield Hammond? Have you guys read him? Oh. Um, same, you know. I, same. If you, it's basically the same stylistically, even. Pulp. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's what I can tell so, so far, because I literally picked up a book by each of them, mm-hmm. read like a few pages to, to get a feel of like how that hard-boiled style, uh, yeah. style feels, which we'll get into shortly. Dry, pulpy, restrained. Never read a story by them. There's a kitty cat. I confuse the two often. Cat. Oh boy, what the fuck? Like I read Red Harvest a million years ago. I have a, I have a copy of like The Big Sleep and like a really short novel by I've um, seen more of the movies than I have read the books. One of them. Now I'm getting confused. I also get uh, a certain writer who we're going to talk about shortly confused with Elmer Leonard. Yes. Because... They both have uh, uh, E's in their names. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, both sort of L's and R's in them. L's, yep. R's, and O's. Okay, well, I tell you what, that's great that you're getting into reading, Mr. Cawdor. Yep. And, like, uh, Reading's it, fundamental. It's, it's, it's a good thing. People should be reading. And you know what? you got the similar schedule. You know what we should do? We should bring back a kind of 
We should make our own version of a bucket. Oh, we get like oh, buckets of buckets of pizza thing, right? Yeah, well, we should find some kind of like thing to do on Instagram uh -huh. or just between us where we have naked pictures. Kind of naked pictures. You send ten nudes, we'll give you a pan pizza. There you go, girls. If you send us a <laughs> ten new pizza, no, if, if, if you get a titty pick, you get a pizza. <laughs> if you push, you send us titties. But no, I think no, that no, might no, be no. a fun <laughs> thing for us to do. Maybe I would uh, show my dick for a pizza. I like maybe I not show send my dick a, for free drinks. Maybe not over like a phone because you know these things get saved forever. But if I'm at yeah. the pizza shop and he's like, "Show me your dick, and I'll give you this for free." I'm like, "Word." All right, but let's come up. With you some heard kind it here first, guys. Should they be a cool thing to do? Uh, uh, maybe we can Between the three of us or other, other guests also, or just for our listeners. Also, as we just found out as adults, uh, uh, way back then, for that book of thing, you could just lie and yeah. get all the pizza you wanted. Like, there, that's, there's a loophole. Damn it. No one's stopping you. Yeah. They're not, because, like, the thing is, those adults, they didn't fucking read the book. Yeah, they didn't care. <laughs> I gotta be honest, guys. You know what I'm slowly uh, picking up? And, I, and this came from a quote in the book, Sansa Lambs. Uh, people for generations before us don't know how to read. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That like, and that, that's a while ago. And we were raised by the people who were raised by people who can't read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My grandma uh, could read. I know. So I think, okay, I gotta be honest. We, we, we've been talking books for a while now. There's I a lot think, of books I think like, we need to just like pump the brakes gently. We're gonna go to a break. Pump the brakes gently. Yeah. Get some more coffee. We're gonna get yes. some more, or I need to drink water. I'm gonna really dry mouth. Gabe's getting all hopped up. No, so am I. I'm all hopped up. I need to concentrate. Yeah, after this, I gotta go to the library. You gotta fucking go to the library, the bro. Library, you bro. Pump some books. Yeah. Uh, read more about Chinese cuisine than go to the Sichuan kitchen. Oh, shit. You yeah. need to go back to reading this thing. But we'll go to that yeah. very soon. Uh, so, future Gabriel. Uh-huh. They're out to break. Nice candles, jerk. It's only one candle, it's just three flames. Three wicks. Well, is, is, what makes the candle? The container or the wicks? Um, <laughs> the candle feeds the flame? Sure. So well, is the candle the, Hollow the, the wax and, oh. is, is the candle the wax? The flame. The, okay. Yeah. I get it. The, is the, the, the candle the wax and wick or is it the fire? I believe it's a separate Ooh, unit. This is philosophical. This is philosophical, guys. Mm. What anyway. are we? Mice are we we are slow readers, a fast-paced literature podcast, <laughs> part of Top Gallant Radio. It is me, him, and guest you, yep. Yep. Ryan Codor yes. himself, which mm -hmm. I'll never stop saying. Thank you. Uh, so we're here. To do a thing, um, sorry, I just, yeah. I really we're here at one of uh, the Top Gallant Radio satellite studios, specifically Sex and Violence Studios. Yes, this is, this is, this is, uh, Top Gallant Radio West, East, East, we're East. This yes. is East, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's much nicer than West, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm the East <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're East, yep. we're West. Okay. Yes, sort of makes sense. Um, there's me in the middle. And there's you in the middle who will never go, will never go there, probably. Probably not. My dogs are too loud. You yeah. have no air conditioning. Nope. And yeah, it's in the middle of a heat wave. And I have Asian parents who come at you with chopsticks. Oh my, you okay? Wow. Um, mm -hmm. I prefer that because the, like, Malaysian place we go to stop giving us chopsticks. Yeah, I'm so insulted. So am I. Yeah, I think she's the new girl. Yeah. Jenny herself. I knows. pride myself on being like a white boy who was recently taught how to properly use <laughs> chopsticks. Now I'm like, yeah, chopsticks. Look at me. I'm hungry. That'd be cool. Bro, do you want to get Sichuan Chinese cuisine? 
We could. Do you want to come by and look at all the houses that my mother's boss bought in the area and has been, yeah, is running? He's monopolizing? Monopolizing, monopolizing, monopopopping. He bought all the houses? He bought all the houses. All of them. Including this one. <gasps> and now we have to ba, have base all the money through a dance contest. Ba, 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 what about the orphans? <laughs> Welcome. I, I'm not on your side. I know who's going to win that. Yep. Ryan. Mm. You. Hi, Ryan. Hello, Gabriel. Welcome back to Sex and Violence. Welcome back to Sex. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, actually, I was kind of hoping we were going to record this in Sex and Violence at the same time because I was actually really going to suggest swapping hosts. We're <laughs> like, you were going to host uh, this and I was going to host Sex and Violence, but yeah. <laughs> Just cut Gabriel out completely. Yeah. We'll Just get... have long, pa- like, long stretches of silence. <laughs> like, ha ha, or shut up. Talking to no one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But yeah, Ryan, you got to pick... This actually, we're, it's, um, it's what do you call it? A crossover with Sex and Violence. Because crossover. the subject for this episode and the episode of Sex and Violence is uh, similar. Some might even say similar. the same. Some, might, some might say that. Some might say one's an adaptation of another form, of that same story. Like that's Nicholas Cage? Yeah, sure. I got, I'll give you that. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, Ryan, and you got to pick the thing, I, I think. Did. Yes, yeah. entirely, right? I mean, he wasn't in the one, was Yeah, because I had the, the idea of, like, doing, like, a, a book that was adapted into a movie and keep it within, like, something that would be in the realm of, like, I, we could put on sex and violence, yes. but still, like, come over here and talk about. So the book is LA Confidential. Yes, and the Yay! movie is LA Confidential. Yes, and NYPD Blue is the book. <laughs> <laughs> and so how many of us here has seen LA Confidential, the movie? All three of us. Raise your, yeah, yeah. You, you don't raise your hands. If you, oh, okay. <laughs> they, they, they can't see that. They can't see that. That's right. They can't Forgot see that. This is audio only. They don't see you, darling. <laughs> I have seen it. <laughs> yes, we've all we've all seen it. Probably all seen it like years ago too, right? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been, been a while. A while. It's been a while. And it starts I mean, with, it starts with one thing, and I don't know why. I mean, it doesn't really matter how hard you try. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we've all seen this years ago, and I'll go as far as to say, uh, ahead of time, uh, spoiler for the episode where we're going to do the movie for Sex and Violence, uh, it's pretty much the greatest movie ever. It's pretty fun. It's, it's pretty it's amazing. pretty much. And so, but I've never read uh, the book, LA Confidential. I've also never read any book by James Elroy, a name I'll always forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, same on both. Same on both. Same on both. You two? Salmon both? Salmon both. Salmon, salmon balls. balls? Salmon balls. You know, I've salmon never... balls. Salmon balls. Salmon dumplings. Uh, some might even say that's row. I guess so. Yeah. Get... But no, I've never, I've never read anything by either of these fellows either. James L. Roy. These fellows? Who's the other one? Who's I've, the other I've one? I've never read anything by L.A. L. Confidential. <laughs> I've never read anything by L.A. Confidential. <laughs> no, yeah, this is also, by the way, this novel, this thing, is the second book. I think it's the second book, actually. Third Third? Third. What's the second? Wait, okay. So it's part of the L.A. Quartet. The first one being White Jazz. No, yep. no. Black Dahlia, White Jazz. No. L.A. Um, uh, Black Dahlia, The Big Nowhere, L.A. Confidential, White Jazz. What the fuck? Uh, oh, White oh, okay. White Jazz is the fourth one. You dumb what? motherfucker. Uh, continuously, uh, White Jazz has almost been made in a movie a bunch so of times. So many times. I think, jo- I think the one I was excited for was Joe Carnahan was going to make it with uh, with uh, Clooney. In Joe Carnahan, director of The Rocketeer? Joe Carnahan. No, that's uh, Joe Johnston. Oh. Joe Carnahan, director of The Grey? There you go. Uh, yes. You know, we could also do Black Dahlia and bring back Old Sleeze. The Palma! Old the Palma oh, cast. Uh, spoiler alert, I've seen it already. It's, it's terrible. not a good movie. That's what I keep hearing. It's, it, no, it's like two hours long. The first hour of it is actually pretty awesome. And by like the second half, 
you're just you hate the movie. All right. Like if you ever want, if you wanted to feel hate for a movie, see yeah. that. Also, if you ever want to see the two worst cases of, uh, of actresses being miscast, also in the wrong roles with each other. That one with Hillary Swank, Swank and, and Scarlett Johansson. Should have yeah. switched parts. Scarlett Johansson playing like the soft-spoken, the like uh, that wife who's trying to deal with her cop husband, mm-hmm. and Hillary Swank as the femme fatale. Yeah. Think about yeah. that, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all done fucked up. Yeah, he done fucked Brian. up. Brian. What's his face is actually pretty good on that. Never Josh put Hartnett? a boxer in there. Yeah. Oh, great! Oh, great boxing sequence. It's that, like I, was, I, I remember things in that that I really like. And then I remember, I just remembered, like, the ending climax of, like, people just, like, explaining the plot twist to you. And you're just like, fuck you, movie! Stop! Stop making this convoluted! It's not fun! So, on that note, uh, the book, LA Confidential. Gabe, how far did you read it? Um, let's <laughs> see. I read something close to, I was less than halfway through. Less than halfway through? Yes. Good job. Yeah, hey. So, listeners, for the first time, I did not finish the book. And, spoiler alert, before the, before the podcast, Gabe was like, guys, can I go and finish it? Can we watch the movie first? Mm-hmm. And Ryan was like, no. Ryan, two <laughs> hours later, can't, brah. <laughs> two hours later. Oh, yeah, I was sleeping. Yeah, I'm like, shit, I could have used two hours to read. Uh, Ryan doing his best Terry Schiavo thing when Gabe texted him. Oh. Uh, I know, didn't text back, because Terry Schiavo, not good at texting. <sighs> uh, Lord. So, like, <laughs> bad joke, years too late. I know, it is, a little, it. it is a little late. Too much too late. Still love it, though. Sure. Uh, but no, I didn't finish it. Um, I got more than halfway through, but I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Comically enough, last night when I was kind of like like, like going in and out of sleep reading this, I also felt the urge to replay L.A. Noir, but also my PlayStation 3 isn't hooked up, so mm-hmm. I was just watching speedruns of it. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, South Park, they had a really great joke about uh, L.A. Noir, where basically um, Stan, in the same episode, yeah, where everything the, shit, he goes, getting old. this is dumb. You literally, like, if you just keep selecting the one thing, like, eventually, like, the problem will solve itself. There's no gameplay. There's no conflict. There's no thinking about interrogation. And they're just like, shut up! The game is good by its own! Complete sidebar into video game talk quick. Oh, I boy. completely disagree with that. Right. You can make that same argument about fucking anything. It's like, why would I play Pac-Man? No matter what, you die. It's like, yeah, well, no, it's no, no, the, fun. It's not dying. It's the fact that no matter what, you'll win. But it's also about having a good score versus failing. It's like playing like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. But that's either, a, you, you, either you achieve properly and do it right and get a high score, or you don't. They well, get bring back the arcade games. Either you, get, you you do really well, or you don't. And the way it ends. The difference, the difference between that, and we'll get we'll get back to the book in a moment. <laughs> what um, is this? Sex and violence. This is no. This is this is slow readers, motherfucker. Readers. We don't talk about shit if we don't want to. No. Okay. So uh, no, the difference is like is yeah, but the point of those car- yeah, whatever. I, I don't agree I'm tired at all. of this argument. Anyway. So, how do you feel about video games, Ryan? I was going to yell at you. I like them. Um, Boring. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so... I like them. LA Confidential. And I have, I have a great other anecdote about reading this book, is that uh, it's a long book. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into the sound moment. Like 500-ish. It's a good 500 pages. Really dense. A lot of information thrown at you constantly. Every yeah. single chapter is really dense. We'll get into that shortly. But me, I, had a, I, like, I was slow in the beginning... And then, like, after a while, and I compare this to, like, Don Winslow's book, where, like, uh, The Cartel, which is super long, really dense, but, like, once you've gotten, like, the swing of it, I was reading, like, 100, 150 pages at a time. And last night, my last night to finish it, I was like, you know what, this is gonna be the night. I have, like, 100, like, over, like a little less than 150 pages to go. And the previous night, I read 150 pages, wake, staying up until, like, 3 a.m. just because I couldn't stop reading it. I fell asleep. 
Mm. I have 50 mm. pages to go. I haven't finished this book. You didn't either? <laughs> yeah. Oh. The only one who finished this. Yeah, I, like I, I skimmed ahead and read little bits. I'm just like, okay, okay, it is going it into the thing. I mean, you've seen the movie. Well, there's a it's lot pretty of, different. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, expanded stuff. It, it's, it is. And actually, I want to complain something about the climax of the movie, LA Confidential, that I felt I feel this every time I rewatch the movie now. Uh, but we'll get into that shortly. And maybe not even this time. We'll save it for the movie. Because, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Anyway, Ryan. Yeah. Who has read the book? And I skimmed ahead, so just to get a feel of being like, okay, you see the same story there, but it's it's really changed for the the story that we're familiar with with LA Confidential. Yeah, it's uh, obviously it's changed to be like more cinematic. Once more it gets to the, the, streamlined. Big, the Yeah, streamlined. There's a lot of like little subplots in, in the book that are completely left out. Like Some. Some subplots that are that are because there's a this book this book there's is nothing but subplots. Yeah, there's a whole lot like the like, I, I really appreciated the one about um, Exley's father and mm-hmm. business partner and like there's a whole like that whole like murder that, yeah. subplot that his dad is connected to uh-huh. and then Exley dating the uh, the rape victim uh-huh. who eventually becomes friends. Inez Soto. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember names. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, if you're not good with names, you're fucked with this book. Because I got to be yeah, honest, everyone's... like, like there, there's a million characters in this guy. Every few chapters, they would remind you. It'd be like, yeah. par- like for a whole here's, chapter, be like Parker. Patrick. This, this, like, oh, I'm being the next chapter, Chief Lieutenant Parker. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, the three cops. Well, four cops I can really remember. And well, there's, wait, I'm like three. I'm sorry, I was gonna. Yeah, the, your main three, and then Dudley. Like, who are they, Ryan? Who yeah, are they, Dudley Ryan? Smith, uh, Vincennes, Bud White. And uh, Ed Exley. Yes. Elvis Presley, Budweiser, Farmer Hoggett. And Farmer from... Like, and Jack Vincent. Uh, I, have, I have such a hard time. This is going to be like one part one of two of like books where it's hard to separate the... the, the especially like the faces mm-hmm. with these guys from... Oh, like, yeah. From, yeah, from what I've seen already. But um, yeah, for example, I can't help but like picture these guys exactly mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Spacey. Uh, Spacey is Jack Vincennes. Mm-hmm. Exley is... Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. It's always going to be like this. I even, I even have more of a uh, problem with Vincennes dying in this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly. Because, like, your other two, like... Spoiler! Like, male leads are, like, also, like, bastards. They do a lot of, like, really morally ambiguous shit. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Vincennes, who, like, accidentally killed somebody when he was all fucked up. And he's been writing well, the checks to go. Arguably, also incredibly morally reprehensible because but he killed he's, people because he's trying to make he up was for it. crazy high. He was, yeah, but he, <laughs> was, he was literally paying and a price cop. for it years uh-huh. after, like just writing checks to these poor like kids who lost their parents. Whereas these other two idiots like run around and like beat the shit out of people. There's really no repercussions. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, put it, putting a uh, pin on that for just a moment. We will say that probably a bunch of spoilers in this, um, guys. Pause right now, see the movie if you don't have, like, the time to read the book, because, like, like the movie us, apparently. is pretty much, yeah, it's us, apparently, is pretty much the greatest book, uh, greatest movie ever. Um, so just FYI, guys, trigger warning. Um, oh, no! Uh, we ain't snow snowflakes, snow snowflakes. Where's an SJW and you need one? Ryan, continue your train of thought. Okay, um... But you have a list now. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had a big problem with him uh, dying just because I, I think like after that he started changing for the better the character of uh, Vincennes. Yeah, and he was trying to go like more or less on like a straight and narrow path, but still like he was still like kind of corrupt in that he was like accepting money to like do drug busts that were like lined up for him. Yeah, but well, then he started like trying to actually like do the right thing, and then like nope, dead. Well, he um. 
they're all okay, and especially compared to how these characters are in the movie. Because the the characters are essentially the same people we've seen in the movie. Ed yeah. Exley is a career man, an opportunist, mm-hmm. and he is a snitch. He is a he's a snitch. Well, like we fault him for being a snitch, but he is a snitch for good reasons. Yes. Like, but for his own reasons too. But yes. it's for selfish reasons. Uh, he does that. So I don't know. I always had a hard time like really judging Ed Exley all that much because. Like, you know, he, he shit cans like a, uh, uh, what's his name? Stens? Uh, Stens. Yeah. Stens, 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 who's Bud White's partner, uh, for brutalizing four, uh, uh, Spanish men in, the, in the police. Yeah. Mexicans? Okay. Uh, I'm not from Spain, Daniel. I know, I'm sorry. Even though it's a character named Art de Spain. I, I don't think, yeah, good point. Yeah. I don't think, uh, these characters are, uh, by the way, um, I don't think, uh, any person's ethnicity or race is ever identified by that, it, there is filled with uh, racial, uh, slurs. racial slurs. Yeah, quite a few. And uh, whereas that's in the movie as well, like, you know, the fact that, like, that, sure, white police back then were kind of not uh, fair with yeah. uh, people with other complexions. Unlike nowadays. Unlike nowadays, which is, by the way... We're living in a post-racial America where not a single bad thing about race and police ever happens. Yeah. Thank God. We've solved that. <laughs> what would Thank you guys even God. do? Like, like, for real, I don't even know. Uh, whereas that's kind of in the movie... Uh, this it's really heavily in there, and in fact, they go into de- 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 great depth about it. Uh, Ed Exley's career uh, might have been. Uh, she's sticking her face on my shoe. Um, <laughs> I'm right here, Daniel. But uh, she, I know. I'm sorry. I know. Uh, Ed Exley's career is threatened by the fact that he's seeing a Mexican woman. Like, not even because you imagine like that would be like yeah, probably you can't like let a, it be like public. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, that, that's a public thing. Or, like, you'd expect that to be, like, a social thing. Like, he might be socially ostracized for seeing a Mexican woman, you know? That would make sense for that time. But no, his career. People are just like, dude, bad move. Don't start, don't start like, being in a relationship with a Mexican woman. That's gonna yes, fuck you up. It was the up. 50s. That's fucked up, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not putting it lightly. Uh, yeah, putting it, like... The, all the race stuff is perfectly sensible for the time period. Yeah, it really... It, yeah. It's more realistic. It's very realistic. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, and this also, uh, in the movie, again, spoilers, uh, there's a scene where Ed actually murders the four black men who uh, gang-raped a woman and were being pinned with the, the, uh, uh, the Night Owl, the night owl murder, which is the main thing behind this. Uh, this, this Should we go over what this book is? Nope. Uh, and uh, and right. I just want to say, in the, in the novel, uh, he just straight up murders them. Like, yeah. they don't, there's no resisting arrest, they don't shoot back, there's no other guy he brings in who they murder. He just, he walks in, goes to arrest them, he, they, one uh, shit talks him, and he just fucking shoots them all, the shotgun. Cool. And like, and nobody after, cared. After, after being <laughs> accused by, I think, Inez of having no balls. Yeah, that's, that's what really that's got why, like, That's what he did. Oh, you're such a pussy. Yeah. You fucking faggot, you will not kill them, but Bud White will beat the shit out of them. Yeah, and we'll, we'll explain what happens in the story in a moment, but uh, there's a lot of, um, the women, especially in this, are, are kind of... Well-drawn? No. Um, bitchy twats? Bi- <laughs> bitchy twats who are calling men... Like, they'll fault you for saying... Because a lot of... Most of the story is just the conflict between Bud White and uh, Ed Exley. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, They're fucking each other's and, women's... And the basically that's what it is. And also, the women kind of say, well, I started fucking him because you're not as much of a man. Or, hey, I like his... Uh, uh, philosophy better than your philosophy. I thought you were going to say meat pole for a second. Yeah. Like his mm, <laughs> of philosophy. All the uh, no, that's the least thing that's ever brought up. They never sleep with each other because of sexual prowess or because women want to have sex with them. They sleep with the men because of ulterior, ulterior reasons. Ulterior reasons. Motives? Woof, that was hard to say. 
That too. Her too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Ryan Connor, or Gabriel, Gabriel, mm-hmm. uh, what's the story about? How, as much as you've read of it. Okay. What's the Which, first yeah. half of the book about? All right. So the first half of the book is about a bunch of friendly guys all hanging out, doing picnics. Not unlike this day. Not unlike Deathlands. Good call, both of you. So this is about... Um, it surrounds a web of crime and criminal activity mm-hmm. in Los Angeles in the 1950s in the Hollywood era after Mickey Collins been put away. There's a power vacuum since Big Boss Man guy's gone. Mickey C! Mickey C! Played by Sean Penn in a movie that I hated. Oh, yeah. Hated Gangster Squad. It's a Gangster Squad. It wasn't like a movie. Was that... Is that it also... It wasn't awful. It, it, was, it. it was colorful and it had a great cast, but overall it didn't really gel. Yeah, it felt like For me. another Dick and Tracy. I, you know they had to push the release date back after the Batman shootings? Yes. Because mm. like, they had the whole like people with machine guns outside the uh, theater and that, they're like, oh, I guess we're going to push this back to uh, that was, February yeah, that was that, September. Sorry, that was cut out of the movie, right? Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure that was cut out. Oof. There's still like kind of like a, a shootout in like the, I think like Chinatown district in that movie, but mm. I don't think it's anything in front of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, kind of, they're, they're kind of like, let's not do that. No, as we think this moment. The uh, yeah. What were we going? Yeah, you were talking. Yes. About so um, <laughs> about three police officers, all in varying degrees and all different philosophies. Jack Vincennes, who is kind of a celebrity cop. Celebrity cop. He works with um a Sid Hodgins. A scandal rag. Um, it's like hush, hush. narco stories, that kind of thing. Also, Ed Exley was opportunist and like golden boy kind of thing. And Bud White was like a like a t- gruff enforcer type. Yeah. So they all begin investigating a massacre at a diner, Fargo season two style. And it all begins to unwrap more and more about who killed all the poor people in the diner. That's the, and what's the bigger picture? That's the, the, the big mystery is who committed the night owl murder. Uh, which uh, in this like killed like six people or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, how it ties alongside with uh, like a like the next big subplot is uh, smut, which starts out pretty straight up like it's it's like it's like boy girl then it's boy boy girl girl and then it, like and beautiful then it, Elizabethan costumes and then it like dovetails with like bestiality sons sons fucking their mothers, um, mm-hmm. yeah it gets really anyway. Uh, As you do. Yeah, no, that's so that's, that's scuffing up the floors with your goddamn roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh yeah, so that's that's the main thing, and um, uh yeah, uh, it's a classic detective story noir crime novel. Is it classic? I don't know, man. It's I a would lot, say so. It's a lot twistier and more convoluted. It's than, like a straightforward like. Raymond Chandler novel, I think. Mm. Like, Chandler's, like, still kind of, like, a little twisty. It's always always been a hallmark of the genre. Well, uh, Chandler, I would say, like, is is modern. This is, like, postmodern. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Like, this... Because, like, okay... Here's a bunch of subplots, and then there's... Things on top of things, and it's it's ridiculously convoluted. It's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Uh, the movie did a fantastic job, like kind of like really like trimming it down to like its bare necessity. And even the movie, like the plot, is pretty convoluted. Yeah, this is that, but like times a hundred. Uh, we've all skimmed uh, the words of <laughs> Ran, 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 Raymond Schindler and Schindler Schindler's List. Yeah, we've all Ran, read. Uh, Schindler. I've read Schindler's List. Yeah. Famous Jewish detective novelist. Yes. Oh. Well, no, he was German. He was actually a Nazi. It was, yeah, I remember the movie. I don't know if it was... Oh, you could be Jewish. Huh? And a Nazi? And a Nazi. I'm sure you can. Uh, readers, uh, tweet at us, uh, can you be a, ger- a Nazi and a Jew at the same time? Sure. Just self-loathing, that's all it is. Yeah. Fair enough. I hate myself. Like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, we've Did all... Did you see the picture of the fact that I dressed as Hitler recently and it just said Eatler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see that. It's very charming to me. <laughs> Stupidly fun. Um... 
But anyway, uh, so yeah, no, it's like, okay, so Raymond Chandler and then they all have like this hardball style where like the, the words are blunt and bare. It's literally like it's, it's staccato lines. You well, know? why is that, Daniel? But I don't know. Why? You told me why. The language like that. Oh, I was talking about Chandler and such. Oh, never mind. This is that, but times 5,000, where basically the whole, it's, the language is, like, crude. Like, not not even, like, the way that people talk, which is, like, heavily slanged and full of, like, like harsh, harsh words, harsh language. Like you said, like, the words African-American, I never use that this whole book. No. And, and the thing that frequently, like, revolves around, like, pinning things on black people and also interrogating, like, these these suspects for the, the crime. But, like, the prose itself, like, here, get, get, pick out something that we can read because it's, it's harsh, it's crude, it's, it's, Oh, that's a good one too. Okay. Okay. I also apologize ahead of ahead of time after accidentally reading any racial slurs because they sneak up on you and you don't always recognize them. Okay. There's no (laughs) racial slurs in this one. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Good revenge. Colon. Danny Duck masks. Excellent whimpering. The photo. Good insurance. Dick still jacked up on blood. A taste that told him he was still on the muscle. His job at Kiki. Oops. (laughs) <laughs> See? Sees Nelly stunk. The dump was a known grifter hangout, a probation rap waiting to happen. Sten sleeping in his car, boozing, gambling. Jail taught him absolutely shit. There are no, are so rarely verbs. Yeah, yeah. It, it reads like screen directions. It's so tight and bulletin-like. It's really cool of the way it's written. Yeah, and uh, the the reason for this that I read because uh, the, his books before were hard boiled, but this is the one where like he took it and like made it his own thing yeah. because his publisher or editor or whatever looked at this and said, cut out a hundred pages. It needs to be shorter. And instead of cutting out any characters, any subplots or anything, he just cut out words. So everything. Oh, cool. So like he took that 600 page hard boiled novel and he packed it in with 500 words. Everything's the same, but it's he just so tighter and meaner for it. But it's it reads cool. It, it reads so well. It reads like that. Uh, some sometimes you have a hard time gauging what the fuck he's talking about just because of like certain like slangs that he uses. But mm-hmm. yeah, but there are like, some weird like old school slangy things that kind of like yeah take you out of it for examples, a boys. Um, well, the racial slurs. The, ra- the, the racial slurs. For, yeah, remember when I said like because like er- you can't read like the fucking paragraph without anything like that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I immediately saw three. Yep. Yeah, I just opened it up. I'm like, there's one. Yeah. Um, I love the way it's written. I think it's really, really cool. Ryan Cawdor himself from Deathlands, one-eyed killer, one-eyed killer, fucking mutie vag. Uh, how do you? Yeah, it's in the book. Uh, how do you gauge James Elroy? I really deflated there. James Elroy's prose style. It's fun. It's. Yeah, it's it's really like sharp and it it's just like it's attack style writing. Staccato. Yes, that's kind of the way I, I see it. Like it, even in like the quieter moments, it's still very like fast paced, and you want to like your your eyes like read really quickly because that's the way it kind of is uh, yeah. coming out in your head. You're like, oh man, it's so fast paced. I love uh-huh. it. <laughs> I wish more books were like this. Uh, yeah, it's actually a great like, Sarah J. Moss like contemporary kind of. A you reading that book were written in this oh style, yeah. no. filled with racist stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instagram uh, <laughs> keeps on telling me to be, like to follow Sarah J. Moss, and I'm like, I don't want to. What if she listens to our podcast? She'll fucking cry. She'll cry. Yeah. I don't want to cry. By the way, Tia O'Brien. Who? Uh, she's a writer. Total cutie. Also, there's another writer, um, Alan. I think her name is, who is apparently like the daughter of like Prime Minister of, I- of Ireland. I saw her picture in the back, and she's like, Jesus Christ, she's fucking. 
cute. Irish? Yeah, Irish and cute. Irish. That's my. This is my Irish accent. Such a boyo. Boyo. Which, boyo. by the way, I say boyo because of the movie. I always imagine yeah. so. But uh, one of my favorite lines uh, that he even says, he says in uh, Dudley Smith says as much. And spoiler again for the movie and the book. Uh, the uh, main villain, as it turns out, which oddly enough is kind of alluded to the very beginning of this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Dudley Smith, um, who is in the entire, I think, uh, quartet. I think he's actually considering writing like another one, and it's cool. also going to have Dudley in as well. He's like the Anakin Skywalker. No. <laughs> oh, no, he's in the whole thing. It's secretly about him. Yeah. Well, he, he's, he, he gets cut down and someone else has the high ground. Mm-hmm. Technically. <laughs> Worst climax ever! Don't, moral don't jump on the hill! Don't tell me what to do! Stupid. You were my brother, Dudley! <laughs> so, yeah, Dudley Smith, who uh, I love the way he talks. He very distinctly talks in a very different tone than everyone else's. He's very... Uh, he, he comes across as this very intelligent person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an Irish poet, if he, if he didn't very know it. Calculating. Very calculating. Yeah. Very calculating. There, I love... Uh, the jokes that come across when like people like they address how calculating everybody is because mm-hmm. there's a point like 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 three fifths of the way in when Eggsley brings Jack into his office and basically goes Jack you've been doing this and this and this and this and uh and this means this and they're saying this and Jack's like response was what the fuck how did... <laughs> and like yeah that's was, awesome yeah that that happens later on I I really love it because it goes everyone is constantly. Yeah, like, they're always, like, the whole book is just these guys scheming and calculating on, awesome. on, on everything and then figuring Secret things out. Secret game of chess. Putting two and two together, coming across dead ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, that's most of what this is. Very little violence, straight, which is a weird thing to say, I guess. Would you say that? Very little violence? I don't. For the most part. Well, God, I didn't finish. Well, this violence is all, like, really, like, brief. Yeah, they, they don't they don't dwell on anything like and, and that's the, mostly talking about like past in, instances mm-hmm. of yeah. violence. Mo, uh, but where I mainly stopped and I, like I said I kind of skimmed ahead was when um, uh, Patchett uh, shoots uh, Pratchett? Jack. Yeah, Patchett or Pratchett? Who's in Pratchett? I think here's, here's Patchett. Uh, Patchett, right? I think no, I think that. it's also Pratchett in like the movie or something like that because hmm. then it's here it's Patchett. So I, I, I yeah, we'll get to that in the movie, but um, but the part where Patchett shoots at uh, Jack, like everything is like it's it's not even like all of a sudden it just like happens. Yeah. You know, it's just like here it happens. This mm-hmm. happened. I open the door. He gets shot. You know, like like yeah, just it's cool. It is. It's great. Uh, so no excessive words. No, you know what? Sorry. Yeah, I'll apply that too. It made it. Much more difficult to speed read than I thought it would be. Yeah, fuck you, Gabe. It's not. There's so much information. Not there's there's not a lot of wasted lines here. It's dense. It it reminds me of reading a script that in a script you're supposed to put literally only the most pertinent thing, leave the rest to interpretation. Oh yeah, script should be script should be written like this. Yeah, Yeah, it's just fucking cool. Script should be written like this, and script should be written like the No Country for Old Men novel. Have I read it? It's a good book. I bet. Haven't read it. You don't like Owen Brothers movies. No, I don't. <laughs> he also doesn't like the movie, to be fair. Uh, um, what? I, I what? You also don't like the movie. I, I like the movie. Yeah, sure. That's great. Shove up your butt. Um, <laughs> you shove it. I right think that's a butt. very good movie. Ryan, how do you feel about the Transformers movie franchise? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think about anything else that we should really talk about. You know, after the, the, the day that Chester and the Lester died, they were playing the Transformer movie... Again, on TV. Mm. I told him that was really appropriate because every Transformers movie ends with a Linkin Park song. And in fact... 
No, no, I thought you were going to... No, no, no. Okay. So I was just getting ready and thinking about, like, which song like they should end, like... This? Yeah. <laughs> the the last Transformers Crawling movie. in... Nice Chester Master, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P., Mr. Bennington. <laughs> but I'm sure if we finished the Transformers Five, it would have ended with the Linkin Park song. Pass. Because there was Probably. a there was a there was an album that came out later, earlier this year, which was, by the way, great. Really? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, Michael. Of course, Gabe, Michael that, a big Linkin Park they fan. Seem that was a hard time. They yeah, are they're so this. bad. It's have like, you fucking? I was skimming through the latest album. It's awful. It's just like it's shoddy alternate rock that sounds overproduced, and it's just it's just bad. Like I, I hate to I know a lot of people who still love that band, and like every time I'm just like ew. You can tell a lot about a band by like their demographic. Fan, de- yeah, demographic fan base, like yeah. what they all look like, and, and it's all like people. Like, middle school and high school is always the fat losers who liked Lincoln Park the most. Bam. Yeah. Yeah, people were like, no one understands my it's, pain. It's like so, that. It's like, oh my god, Junior Lincoln Park's going on tour with Kill Switch Engage. Like, oh, yeah. shut the fuck yeah, up. I bet. Sure. Oh my god. I bet, I bet you You're under- such an asshole while I'm over here, <laughs> while I'm over here giving, like, Hall and Oates lines. Yeah. <laughs> I bet, uh, I bet, uh, I bet younger generations have an easier time, or not an easier time, are probably more into Lincoln Park than us. Because I think, because the thing is, like, they stopped doing, like, the rap rock thing uh, probably after the first time. Am I you as if you would now for some reason? <laughs> some well, couple of years. You mean after you Meteora? I don't, that's all I know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the second one. Yeah, that actually had one song I remember going like, that's not a bad song. Is it Breaking the Habit or something like that? <sighs> I, the, yeah. all, the, all the lyrics are absolutely atrocious. It's like the worst kind of like rock poetry because it's just like, we're going to song, sing a song about pain. I walk this lonely road. <laughs> and... um. <laughs> Mm. Same thing to me, Green Day. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Boring. So that's a, that's a lot of LA Confidential talk. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan, do you have any questions to ask us about how we book the book? How you book the book? How we book the book, or how we bought the book, or bought book the book? I meant to say. But, I don't know. Does there? Do you have any favorite parts in here? From what you? I may have taken the, I think all, the the <laughs> all the racism. All the racism. No, I like yes. that now and again it does get poetic because he writes it the way he does. It's not wasting your time. Uh, which I, I think good poetry should be. It shouldn't waste your fucking time. True, true. Um, poetry needs to be like Jim Harrison. There's no, like, it's it's bare but at the same time pretty. Like it's mm-hmm. Good he, poetry should be like Jim Henson. Jim Henson. Uh, sung by a frog. A hand up its ass? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bam. Oh, here I have Fucking one segment that I liked a lot. It kind of reminded me of like uh, some some Shane Blackie stuff. Can I read it? Uh, what voice are you going to use? Uh, I'm going to pretend to be James Patterson. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, use your Lincoln Park voice. Uh, I'm James <laughs> Patterson, writer of such books as Jack and Jill, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Cradle and All. <laughs> Karen. Step on a crack. Read it as Kermit now. I can. I. I want to make. I just want to spend like a day, like it's fifteen minutes reading out loud, like James Patterson novel titles. Uh-huh. A little bit worse. What am I reading? Karen. Karen. Karen had her own lines going. They helped his hero bit play true. Trust fund. Beach pad paid before by daddy. Grad school. Dilettante stuff. He was thirty eight. She was twenty three. In time, she figured it out. She'd figure it out. Sorry. She wanted to marry him. He resisted. Ellis Lowe as an in-law meant bagman duty until he dropped dead. He knew why his hero role worked. Karen was the audience he'd always wanted to impress. <clears throat> I can't keep that up. He knew what she could take. What she couldn't. Her love had shaped his performance so that all he had to do was act natural and keep certain secrets hidden. By the way, 
that was like the one moment there was no punctuation for like more mm. than like four words. Yes. Uh, her love had shaped his performance so that all he had to do was act natural, hyphen, and keep certain secrets hidden. That was like the least amount of like periods mm-hmm. and commas yeah. in the thing. Yeah. It's awesome. A lot of semicolons. A lot of semicolons. And you know what? Kurt Vonnegut said, which is probably off color at this point, but yeah. Why? Uh, Kurt Vonnegut said semicolons are uh, transvestite hermaphrodites. Basically, his way of saying that, like, it's like, don't use trans... Yeah. (laughs) Don't use transgender bathrooms. (laughs) Don't use... I mean, they should just pick one or the other. I think this is the best use of semicolons I've ever seen. Not wasting a lot of time. Periods and commas. That's all you need, bros. Mm -hmm. Periods and commas. Not even... Well, colons are right. Um, Do you have any passages you like, Daniel or Ryan? Was I the only one who had one? I didn't. I didn't write anything down. I didn't write. I didn't write. To be honest, I'm trying. I'm struggling to remember exactly. How about this? I love one of my favorite lines ever. Uh, is have you valediction, valediction, boyo? That's yeah. that's one of the final words. I think I was almost saying that 20 minutes ago. I think I forgot. Yes. But yes. that's what he says to Jack when he kills him in the movie. Uh, spoiler alert for the movie. Fuck you all. Um, and in the beginning, he he says that before killing uh, Dix. No, no, uh, Buzz Meeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is an entirely different character in, in, in this novel. Uh, he says, have you a valediction? valediction. Oof, I can't say that again. Give me this book. James oh, Elroy looks oh, like he's a on fat the QT. Hush, hush. Yes. He's a, he's a very interesting person. Oh, it has a, I never noticed this. It begins with a, um, a what do you call it? Uh, a, glo- a glory that costs everything and means nothing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm. What a good book. I can't wait to finish it. Like the Boy Scouts lad. And have you a valediction? Okay. Well, he mm-hmm. ends up, I think in the movie he says, How you, have you a validation, boyo? Anyway, that's my favorite bit. That okay. That's one of my favorite lines ever. Daniel, is this our first detective story? Uh, I feel like it is. What about the, what about the Dennis Lehane, The Hatred? I wouldn't say it's a detective um, story. It's a it became a mystery story. It was like the first two-thirds of it is like a, is a character study and then becomes a, a fast-paced thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, There's detectives in it and do a fair. In a way, Hardboiled Wonderland is its own kind of like. Uh, that would that would kind of be a detective story. In its own way. It, it, it's a it's a play on 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 the hardboiled genre. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read Haruki Murakami? Ryan, no, no? okay. No. Hey, yeah, Sounds a little too ethnic for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, oh, this is our first detective book. Honestly, you don't need to know a thing about Japanese culture to get any reference. It's literally all about Western stuff. It's all. No. musicians, actors, awesome. everything. Like, he'll talk more about, like, Humphrey Bogart films than anything Japanese. Yeah, yeah. thank God. It's actually, it's really interesting. talk about the Shogun. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Toshiro Mifune. And, uh... Boobs! Chester, and Chester Molester. Chester, uh... Heston. Charlton Heston. No. Wasn't he in Shogun? No. Shogun. It's no. Richard Chamberlain. I was just re- referencing like a Shogun, not the Shogun. Does anyone smell smoke? Anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, so I tell you what, we're going to take a break for a brief moment. What? We just um, barely started on our book talk. I know, right? We've only been talking for like, this is a tight 30 minutes, this mm-hmm. whole episode, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, they all are. They right? all are, right? That, I never go back and listen to them afterwards, but I'm pretty sure you're editing them to make sure that they're good like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, right? I, I, I cut in the opening music, I go to sleep, and then I cut in like the closing music. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, I'm sure you don't have to edit too much. I'm sure it's short yeah. enough. Uh, Ryan, let's throw it to, to command future Gabriel to throw it to break. Uh, future Gabriel, throw it to break. Okay, dokie. Do it.
Welcome back, listener readers, to Hello. Sex and Violence, a punk rock literature show <laughs> mm-hmm. about movies, butts, boobs, sex and readers. Welcome mm-hmm. back. The penny. Yes. Uh, the almighty dollar. Psych motherfuckers, slow readers. Oh, whiplash. A fast-paced literature podcast, part of Top Count Radio, which also does the sex and violence thing. We have Ryan Snyder, the <laughs> one of your hosts from Sex and Violence here. Yes. I read a book. You Yay! read a book! You got a pan pizza. <laughs> you read a book more than us. Oh, there's the cat. You read the book more than us. I did. And to mm-hmm. be, I finished it like two weeks Ow! ago. Ow! <laughs> she I got a book. Yeah, she, a yeah. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. She's fine. <laughs> I, just wasn't, I just wasn't expecting that. I just went down to pet her, and I just feel her claws go, clink. Oh, yeah, she'll do that. She likes that's like her little like hug thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. That. Or Milo does that too to me. But, but, uh, speaking of butts, uh, so, LA Confidential, does yeah. anybody have final thoughts, starting with Gabriel? Um, I can't wait to finish reading it, because I'm really enjoying it, I just didn't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I'm going to go to the mall and buy a copy when we're done with this, because mm-hmm. um, I think this is a good own, rather than a read, like, I'd say buy this fucking book, it's great. This is some of the most, like, taut, hard-boiled prose I've ever read, it's so efficient, if long-time listeners of the show know how much Danny and I love On Reading by Stephen King, and this yes. is like pitch-perfect, cut-out-everything-extraneous. For a huge book, it's so efficient. Yes, it, it is huge, uh, and I can't. And we'll we'll get your final say so on uh, the the total picture when we do sex and violence. Mm-hmm. We'll get your we'll get. Looks like you have to subscribe to both. We're like uh, the Matrix Reloaded and enter the Matrix. Yeah. Here they come! <laughs> Shit! Get down! The red poles are here. Oh no. Yeah, go steamroll something over there. Isn't it really hostile? Nerd. Like the fucking alt right took over the Matrix kind of thing as well. What? They're ruining everything. Well, they're all red pill thing. What? Yeah. Oh, that explains a Gino joke in the new episode of Comedy Bang Bang. Yes. He says, like, he says, like, I'll see you on Reddit on the blue pill, uh, forum. On the red pill form, yeah. What is, is that what it is? Red pill, blue pill? Yes. Which one? I also don't remember the difference. Which one should pills. we take? Um. Well, I think blue pill, I think I'm guessing what it was is that red pill is the one that wakes you up. Yes. That's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Because. That's, yeah, that's the whole annoying red pill video thing. Uh, Alright, so I'm a... I hate people. I, I hate talking about that. Getting my pop culture stuff and using it for politics. Yeah, apparently I was reading the article about South Park and the AV Club, and they bring up this thing called Poe's Law that I had no idea was a thing, and it basically comes down to, unless you are 100% blatant, there's, there is a very good chance someone on the internet is going to think your satire is real. Yeah, and I'm sure also the Wachowskis are huge fans of the right wing. Yes. Yeah. I would think so. Mm-hmm. They both they both got dick enlargening surgeries, right? To become even more Yeah, they males. they became yeah. like super jacked and like super yeah. bro brolific. Yeah. Um, they're big fans of Duck Dynasty, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> but they're working out with the rock mm. nowadays, right? Their show Sensei is all about just like putting up walls and just like uh, yeah. becoming more isolated and strong in the center. Mm-hmm. Uh Ryan! Final judgments. I actually did have a, a the line I really liked was uh, at the end, and I wanted to give my my reading on it. It's uh, on like the last page, but I think yes. it's the best like, one Kermit. of the best lines in there. Go ahead. No, oh, can I? <clears throat> Here we go. Some men get the world. Some men get ex hookers and a trip to Arizona. You're in the former, but my God, I don't envy you the blood on your conscience. 
Yay! Yay! Which, I really like that one. But the spoiler alert is actually how the, the movie ends. In yes. Scene. Yeah. It's like the same scene. It actually surprised me, too, because like I said, I skimmed ahead. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. So, yeah, and also... I'll, yeah. I actually think it works a little bit better than the Is that Kim Basinger? It's, it's more earned. Yeah. And, um... Well, I imagine it would be. This book, I took its well, time they spent to flush a, everything out. They spent a lot more... Because, like, I think... Okay, kind of getting into the movie a bit. Like, uh, Bud White and, um... Dick Stenslin, like their big like revenge is that as they're passing uh, Exley in the in the hallway, they just knock a box out of his hands. Yeah, that's their big revenge. No, they also beat him up. Remember, that's the passage I read earlier. No, 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 in, no the in the movie. Oh, in the movie. I'm yeah. sorry. Game. That's all they do. Are you staring up butts on your phone Dude, again? It's I was. Stens just walks by and just like slams down. He's like tough luck. Take that, yeah. nerd. And they're just like yeah, it's pretty much how it plays. It's like oh, here comes Biff Tannen to knock like George's <laughs> shit out of his hands. And, and like outside, they're just like, we sure got him. And like, and then in the book, not they, they literally were, beat the shit out. They put they on masks. Yeah, you know, they put on they put on yeah. like Donald Duck masks and kick the shit out of him. Yeah, which I, it's got to be a terrifying thing. Yeah, like oh, it's not Halloween yet. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> cartoon characters. Yeah, like, a, a tense, awesome scene told so tightly. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great if they were like using like Donald Duck voices to do it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I love how because that's from Exley's perspective, and Exley immediately makes them because he's yeah. like he's like uh, Bud White's limp, uh, uh, Dick's uh, Dick's laugh. laugh. Um, but like yeah, in this, um, Exley essentially uh, puts Stenslin in the gas chamber. <laughs> yeah, like he gets he he's gets, like, gets it back. Oh, you uh, you, you broke one of my ribs. Time to die. Bitch. Yeah, no, wrong. Exley is a per. Uh, Exley, I'm sorry. Jesus, those names. Uh, Dick Stenzel? was. Uh, Dick's apparently like murdered somebody and like you know was going down. But Exley's the per. Exley, uh, Jesus Christ. Exley is the guy who like was like, yeah, you're going down, and I get to put you down. I get yeah. to watch you die next to Bud. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, that's drunk. Yeah, and like also the second half of this thing, uh, Bud White is like plotting to take down Exley. Like literally, has spent years building a case against him. So, like, that's how much they hate each other. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I do like that he hates him so much that he, like, you know, he's like, I know I'm not a smart man, so I'm going to spend my time in college getting to be a smarter man. He goes to he, college? He, yeah. Yeah, he goes to, he educates himself. He, he takes, himself. Like, th like, two years off the force or something uh -huh. like that, and he goes to college to learn how to become a detective. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He, like, Stringer Bell's it? Two, yeah, he, he basically, he becomes Stringer Bell. He goes from a... Uh, 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 a thug? Yeah. What's the I'm sorry, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. What's the name of the guy? A man. Barksdale. He starts out as oh, Barksdale. Barksdale. He he starts out as Barksdale and he becomes Stringer Bell to get revenge on him. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that kind of story. People doing excessive preparation to do a good job, even if it's a petty thing. It's not that petty because Exley put his friend in the I'm gonna get revenge chamber. on you. I'm gonna go to college. <laughs> Even though my friend is a fucking murderer and deserved it. Yeah. yeah but that that's their that's their psyche throughout the whole thing because in the beginning, like they are they're they're getting revenge on Exley for being Riding the witness yeah. because they brutalized men who were in cells. It's a cycle of violence and revenge. Yeah. But then they get out of it and become friends. Uh Sort of. Yeah. Respect, the end, yeah. the Respect the antagonists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You become yeah. the three amigos at the end. Two. One of them. Oh, what about Veronica Lake woman? Oh, Kim sure. Her too, yeah. She's not as much, she's not anywhere near as much as the main character in this than mm -hmm. in the thing. I also, uh, it's getting too much in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, me final thought. I didn't do the, I've noticed when I was reading the book, I was hoping to get to the, uh, the part about, um, 
uh, a hooker cut to look like Lana Turner is still just a hooker. Oh. Yeah, let's <laughs> do that. It's not, I didn't see it in the book. Yeah, that that's was like, like one of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's like, she is uh, Lana Turner. Yeah. <laughs> He's in like the background, it's like, she is Lana Turner. He goes, what? <laughs> he, he just like, he just goes, like, not, like, nods yeah. to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's fucking great. Uh, so I will say I can't wait to watch it again. It's, yeah. a, it's such a good movie. It's the best movie ever. In two days, we're um, on it. So, uh, yeah. Daniel, your final thoughts. Me, final thoughts? Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. I was telling Gabe in the middle, uh, off air, is like, you know what? I really like this, but I do find it limiting. I can't imagine reading several books in this style. I think it's like a bit much. Really, I could. I, I, I want to pick up the rest of the series. I, I like, uh, I like, like I said, I compared this to Don Winslow's The Cartel, the kind of like, it's, where Don Winslow's The Cartel, it's really, like, staccato. Like, there's no, like, paragraphs hardly. Everything is just like one sentence paragraphs. Uh, Winslow's prose is really interesting. I only read The Savages, and that's a very stylish book. It's it's really, it's like that, but like probably way more stylized, and it's not about like young people. But it's young, about sexy it's, people in a threesome. Yeah, and this is about old men having like a jihad against each other, literally. That's so cool. Um, and it's the drug cartel. But uh, no, I highly recommend everyone read this. I. Th- Think I like I think I like the movie more. Just because it's even though, but, more efficient. But this but this actually has a much better story. Yeah. And, and and like it has a big thing that I have a problem with the movie. And every time I watch the movie now, it just it's really naked and apparent to me. I'll explain off air. No Rolo Tomasi. No Rolo Tomasi too. I really I like, like the Rolo Tomasi thing. And uh, that's a smart like really smart shortcut. It's it's not just that, but um the the death of Jack Vincennes in the movie is done so well because and again getting to the Good movie twist. I'm sorry yeah, well, because what it is it's, it's such a great thing because he's the only character who his big death is that he was denied his his arc he was mm-hmm. going he was turning to make the right to like all of a sudden become a better person to write himself and he's cut short from that and that's mm-hmm. his character's death that he doesn't Barber, he doesn't get to have it. it anyway uh, so yeah uh, this book yeah uh, C minus anyway C minus <laughs> C minus you know below it's pretty, average it's pretty good it's it, it's pretty like good B plus for uh, grading it better luck next time it's no uh, <laughs> it, it's no sound of the fury it's no throne of glass it's no <laughs> boy uh, no no it's a really good book read it everyone and read all the other James Elroy stuff because he's a really interesting nutcase real cool guy Ryan yes <laughs> plug your shit. Plug my shit. Okay. Plug your shit. Also, are you reading... Talk about what, what else you're reading. Did we mention that on air? What yeah. you were reading before? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, t- say it again. Or what else? What's on your, what's on your like, to-check-out list? You're doing a stand and it... Oh, no, I'm not doing stand. Oh, okay. I, doing I tried it. reading stand, like, two years ago when I was sure. like, yeah, I'll, what's I'll on come your back to it. Same deal. Uh, it, and uh, I'm going into uh, Drawing of the Three tonight. Oh, word. That's I'm right. Getting, I'm getting... Uh, my buddy has, like, all of those. Aaron has them, so mm-hmm. I'm seeing him tonight for dinner, and he's going to bring me that one. Nice. I was actually at a bookstore yesterday, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to buy it. Like, I can start reading it tonight. Mm-hmm. And all they had was The Wasteland. And I was like, motherfucker. Uh-huh. They have book three, but they don't have book two. I don't really remember what happens in Wasteland. Uh, that's, that's like my brother's favorite one. Trains. No, there's a bunch that happens. Tinnies. Right? That's the one with... Uh, this is so uh, great. Everyone has, like... Everyone's favorite is different. different. That's so, so odd, uh, too, yeah. Wastelands, uh, Succubus. Oh, that's right. The the Towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Quick. Dizzy Top. I can't tell if you're joking or not. No, for real, remember? They come into this big city, and like Eddie's like, what's that beat? And then he realizes it's, it's easy to talk. It's easy to talk? I don't remember that. Uh, Unofficial favorite band of slow readers. The band? No, I don't I don't know who ZZ Top is. Shame. Uh, yeah, Bear. Yes, that's right. Train. Two word. Trains. Okay. 
Also, they go to New York. Yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, that's what I was reading. Plug my shit. Um, I also host with Gabriel. Who's that's that? me. Another Top Gallon Radio production, Sex and Violence, uh, the punk rock movie podcast. We watch all the movies that are kind of schlocky, have uh, excessive. I always say if there's a uh, full frontal nudity or decapitations, we'll it's watch probably it. Probably it, yeah. Yeah. So that's a good way of doing it. Um, we just finished up doing the Shane Blacklist, where we mm-hmm. watched just about every Shane Black movie. What's I don't up? think we left anything out, did we? Not really. We didn't do Iron Man. We didn't do Iron Man three. Yeah. And we we didn't like necessarily watch Nice Guys, but we did. No. We kind of packed it in with yeah. Um, with passion in there. Yeah. We were thinking about doing Edge, but we we're like, meh. Yeah. The Edge. So, yes. The pro wrestler. Slow Readers comes out what every Monday. Slow Readers Thursday. Monday, and, and we uh, uh, we come out on Thursday. Yeah. Sex and Violence comes out every <laughs> Thursday. So yeah, check us out. Um, but uh, you can catch me on the uh, the Twitters at. S as in sex, N as in Nancy, V as in violence, podcast. That's mm-hmm. the Twitter for us. And then, um, yeah, you can also catch me working every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night at the bookstore Speakeasy, Southside, Bethlehem, 336 Adams Street, Bethlehem, PA, 18018. Bethlehem, PA, the jewel of the Nile. Gabriel, the Nile, yes. you're polyamorous with a podcast. You also run sex and violence. Mm-hmm. It's We're- the only way I'm polyamorous because I am a petty, small, selfish man. Oh. Yeah, I was, I was gonna make fun of polyamorous people, but I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, you gonna let that go? Yeah, I'm gonna let that go. I just feel like this people. That's are... your line, okay? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Gabriel. Uh huh. Where else can people find you? Actually, before that, Gabriel. Yeah. What are you reading besides this? Because clearly you weren't reading this. No. <laughs> <laughs> Point at him and laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shame. Daddy. Shame. Daddy. You didn't finish either, asshole. What? Oh, yeah, shame. I got like, <laughs> got like 50 pages ago. Okay. I could have pretended to have read it, but mm-hmm. may as well, yeah. <laughs> what am I reading right now? That's a great question. It's, that pile on my bed gets bigger and bigger, picking up random stuff. Graham Green. Um, let's see. Um, I'm reading, I think, what's it? A Kiss Before Dying by Ira Levin. Ira. Or farewell, my lovely. No, it's a kiss before dying. Okay, I sounds familiar. I don't. I don't. Um, it's a really awesome classic Ira Levin book. Um, from the writer of Rosemary's Baby, it's this really awesome book about a man who is kind of a basically he's a horrible social climbing sociopath who gets a girl pregnant for her money and then he plans you know, tries to kill her. It's really mm-hmm. really interesting. Very quick modern, well modern for the sixties prose. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't recommend it enough. It's very very fun. It's very cool. It's wicked mean prose. It's really, really it's awesome. wicked good. You're like it's that. wicked good, brah. You're like, what are you, Bostonian? Bostonian. In 1953, cool, cool book about, it's it's like a mystery and a hard-boiled kind of story at the same time. It reminds me of a classic noir, like The Blood Indemnity. The Blood Indemnity. The Blood Gabriel? Yes, Daniel. Where can people find you? In <coughs> my deathbed, apparently. Yeah, cough <clears throat> the dick out of your throat. I can't. Come on, get it out of there. Come on, come on. It's too big. So, you can find me also at Sex and Violence with Ryan. It comes out every Thursday. Um, what else? You can find me on the Twitter at gmara, number four serious, and Instagram at tumbledrive5wise. Both of those will take you to my Tumblr, which is short fiction, nonsense, cocktail recipes, etc. I will probably soon be contributing to Auto Radio, oh. putting together some random things. That's going to be fun. Um, there's a lot of cooking, guys. There's going to be some fun new stuff. and be some fun new shows for Top Gallant Radio that I'm trying to produce. Oh, boy. We're going to make stuff happen. Boy. You can also find Sex and Violence on Instagram at Sex and Violence Pod. Visit me and Ryan at the bookstore Speakeasy. Um, we'll get you drunk. Um, please review our shows on iTunes. We need your reviews. 
Like, write one star. That Gabriel is sure as a dirty hooker. No, you don't want one star reviews, Gabe. Well, no, like, any reviews are good reviews. No, they're not. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. That Gabriel sure is a hooker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, Every five star review, mm-hmm. you get one free cocktail mm-hmm. that we will buy. Yes. yes, for you. Come visit us. Yes. Yeah. Gotta make our friends just do this, really. Honestly. Yeah, I know. Convenient. Just buy them a drink and we're out. Beers are cheaper. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, here's now, a you know, PBR pounder. Whenever before. our friends visit, I'm gonna be like, I'll give you a free drink if you review the show right now. Yeah, do it in front of me. Blambo! Yes. Blambo! And you get another free drink if they review the other show. Yes. Okay. Daniel, uh, plug for us. Yeah, why not? Fine, I'll plug for uh, you. No, no, I'll, uh, I'm not reading anything else except for this. Yeah. Is this the sequel to It? This this this, this the sequel to, to mm-hmm. It. I almost said that. Uh, no, you can, you can... This, the sequel to It. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Top Gallant Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it. I told you, I don't like spam. I love spam. I'm just kidding. Well, that's a different uh, skit, delicious. though. I know. Yeah. Wink, wink. Thanks for mansplaining that to me, Daniel. Gabriel, there's a show. I know you're just familiar with that holy grail, but there is a show. That would be a funny parody um, um, podcast or YouTube video series. Something like Stuff You Should Know or Stuff You Missed in History Class, except... We super, every episode's 10 minutes long, we super, super condescendingly mansplain topics such as fire and literature. It's hot. It's hot. Hey, sweetie, actually, there you go. There you go. That's what it's called. Hey, sweetie, actually. Or, well, well, actually. Well, actually. There, it's good. Yeah. Want to do this, guys? It would yeah. be, be so little work for me. <laughs> I'm down to beat. You know, lit We're up super, by a bunch of feminists. Yeah, super misogynistically, just being like, oh, sweetie, actually, um, you use this knife for cutting steaks? Well, sweetie, you know what? You don't mix this and that. Sweetheart, <laughs> sweetheart, uh, the, the comment you left, you actually put I before E. Mm-hmm. Just let you know. Yep. Sweetie, you don't refer to someone as that. You say who. Or whom. <laughs> Let's do it! Sweetie uh, cockmonger is one word. <laughs> call me something. <laughs> So uh, next time, join us when we're going to be, uh, we have our final guest, no, no, second final guest. Who's our final guest? Uh, Katie, hopefully. Oh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. Oh, you guys are going on a guest marathon? Is that yeah, that's, um, Daniel, how do you call it? <laughs> a guest spree. Our big guest thing. Spree. <laughs> um, I, I called it the Summertime Guest Series, okay. but Daniel insists it's a guest spree. Well, I keep saying guest spree because it's not named anything until he said it just now. Mm-hmm. Uh, jerk. Summertime uh, guest series. So join us next week where we'll be doing Tony and Susan. By Austin Wright. By Austin Wright. Featuring our guest, Emily Fremgen, singer-songwriter. Listen to her on SoundCloud, also one of her EPs, My Cat from Hell. That's good stuff. Yes, and this has been going on for too long. On that note, the show ends. Bye. Farewell. This has been a Top Gallant Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topgallantradio.com. <laughs>